Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the channel. Yeah, he really hates that camera, but he's tolerating. A couple more days, we should know something about our uh, retail shop, if... Uh, We'll know whether or not we're going to be able to sign a lease and stay or if we're going to have to uh, move. I thought I was going to have to move, but we may have worked out a deal. Only time will tell at this point. Anyway, thanks for everybody that gave me well wishes about that. And uh, let's read some stories. Ticket. Age in EMR is incorrect, but date of birth is correct. Resolution. Patient is wrong. User is wrong. System working as intended. I'm an IT manager. I've got 15 years of experience in IT with 10 of it working for MSPs and the last several managing the IT department of a local hospital with about 600 users. I've dealt with a lot of dumb stuff and talked to a lot of dumb people. I like to think I'm pretty good at being jovial, sympathetic, and tactful. Sometimes though, it's really hard. Ticket description. Age on patient's encounter, visit, shows 63, but they're 62. Date of birth is correct. Two of blank of 59. I can't change because the system auto-populates the age. Me. Hey, I'm getting back to you about the ticket you put in. User. Yeah, it says she's 63, but she's 62 and I can't fix it. Me. Did she say she's 62? User. Yeah. Me. Look, there's not a nice way to put this, but she's wrong. She's 63. User. But if you Google it, it says she's 62. Me. Well, if you Google it without the exact date, it's probably assuming you were born in the middle of the year and she wasn't. She was born in February. User. Hold on. It's too early for this. He thinks for a minute. Google says she's 62. Me. She was born in February 1959 and it's March of 2022. Her birthday was last month and she's 63. User. But she says she's 62. Me. Well, she may not like it, but she's 63. User. Okay, I don't even know. It's too early for this. I'll just leave it. Edit. New update. Turns out the patient may have dementia. The user went to talk to her about the age thing, and the patient apparently got angry that the user said she was 63. When the patient went in for the procedure, the patient told the doctor they were supposed to be prepping for her right side, and the doc said, I'm prepping your right side. The patient then held up her left arm and said, this is my right side. I took the liberty of calling someone up the chain on the clinical side and relaying this. Yeah, that sounds like either some kind of dementia or just somebody who's in total denial. But with the whole left-right arm thing, that's, uh, yeah. I don't know if the clinical side can do anything about calling a family member or something. You know, maybe an emergency contact. I, I don't know where HIPAA comes in with all this, but somebody really needs to keep an eye on this lady. This computer is literally a bomb. I don't work in IT. I restore old computers. But this happened at my school and thought it'd be worth sharing. So I walk into calculus. We had a substitute that day because our teacher had COVID. She was a nice old lady. Usually the substitutes are given 2015-ish MacBook Pros to use while they teach. This particular specimen had seen better days, so I saw as my eye followed the HDMI cable from the projector to the laptop, it had grown a belly. The trackpad and keyboard were bulging up. The battery had expanded a lot. At this point, everyone was still getting ready. The sub was taking attendance, and I went, oh no, under my breath. I stood up and blurted, this is literally a bomb. This computer is a certifiable bomb. I regained my sanity and said something to the effect of, the battery has expanded, it's bulging against the frame. 
These can explode. You should get IT to give you a different computer. So the sub gets on the phone with IT, which was really another teacher. We'll call him Mr. M, who had been providing the laptops. At this point, everyone in the class is either silent or laughing at me with variations on, It's a bomb. <laughs> sub, incredulously. So there's a student in my class here who says my computer's a bomb that is going to explode. Me, desperately trying to regain my dignity. The battery's expanded. Sub. She says the battery's expanded and you should come replace it. Side note. I'm a dude. I have a man bun, so old lady thought I was a girl. <laughs> so now Mr. M comes in and I explain it to him. He replaces the laptop. The zoom is all sorted out, etc. I realize, though, looking at the new laptop, that its battery had expanded too. What? I have so many questions. Mental note to talk to Mr. M later and get him to return the explosive stash to IT. I run into him a few hours later during the passing period. Mr. M. Thanks for letting me know about the computer. I brought that one right back to IT. Me. No problem. Sorry about that. Do you have more of these which have expanded batteries? Mr. M. Not that I know of. Me. Okay. Actually, also the one you gave the sub also had a bad battery. Uh. Mr. M. Should I go and replace that one too? Me. Yeah, probably. I proceed to explain to him the dangers of expanded batteries. Mr. M. Well, thanks for letting me know. I'll go ahead and replace the other one. Me. Alrighty. Bye. Disaster avoided? Hope your computer's not a bomb. My friend, after the fact. Lol. It's funny because back in the day, I would ignore expanding batteries. Uh, back then when we had either the Nokias or uh, the flip phones, anything with a removable battery, basically. And that cover started bulging out on the back of the phone. Eh, as long as it didn't make the cover come off, I didn't care. As long as it held a charge. If it stopped holding a charge, then I replaced the battery. No big deal. But, uh, yeah, I never thought much about it. Never had a laptop battery start to expand to that extent, though. Who knows? But I do know that can be a bad, bad thing if they actually, like, pop. So, keep an eye on that, folks. Stupid Boss Cripples Navy Ship's Connectivity a little more than a decade ago, when I was still active duty U.S. Navy, we were on a deployment, and at that point, sailing in the Mediterranean Sea. One of my technicians was working on the main interface between the ship's internal networks and the satellite. Everything went through this system. Internet, email, message traffic, ship-to-shore phones, secure networks, etc. We have been having a minor connection issue with the shore facility. Boss tells my tech to enter a change into the configs. No change. Boss tells him to enter a different change, without undoing the first. No change. This goes on for about 30 minutes or so. Then I hear this. Boss, change that to this, then restart. Tech, I have to copy the running config over to startup first. Should take a minute or two. Boss, I know how this system works. I went to the school for it. Just restart it. Note, he went to the school for two versions ago. Different OS. Didn't work the same anymore. One of the commands he had the tech enter had cleared the startup config file during the last 30 minutes. Tech, if I just restart, we'll lose every config in the system, and a reload will take a lot longer. Boss, just do what I tell you to do. Bigger Boss needs to get messages out for our next port visit. Note, I had talked to Bigger Boss earlier in the day. He was glad to not have a ton of emails coming in and couldn't care less. Tech, just let me copy this and I'll restart. Boss, just get out of my way and I'll do it. Tech walked over to me and said we'd better open the safe and get the backup configs ready. We entered our combos in the safe and pulled the disk. I looked at the sleeve and the date of the last backup was after we left Homeport. No big deal. Boss, what the F? I can't get into anything now. We walk over, disk in hand, and get ready to reload everything. Pop the disk in, pull up the file just to visually verify everything, and the file has only the header. 
Nothing else. I asked Boss, who according to the log did the last backup. It's an easy process and he usually always took the easy ones because, well, Boss. If he had verified the file before he burnt the disk. Boss. What the F? Do you think I'm an idiot? Of course I did. Everything was there. Me. Well, nothing's here now. Tech, pull the older disk out and we'll try to rebuild from there. Tech, looking confused. There isn't an older one. Me. There has to be. We keep two just for this reason. Tech. It's not here, man. Take a look. I go through every disk in the binder. He's right. It's gone. Boss. I shredded it. We only need the most current. <laughs> me. You what? <sighs> Tech, hand me the sat phone. I'll be up on deck for a bit. Because Boss wanted to save the ginormous amount of space that a single CD takes up, we were completely disconnected with an empty box of a router. It took me over two hours of drop sat calls to a few civilian techs I knew to get a new config made and sent out via regular mail. Two weeks later, we got the disk in hand and had the system restored in about an hour. Boss was ordered by Bigger Boss to not touch that system again while stationed on board. This is but one of many tales from USN Tech Support, and yes, users are just as stupid, if not more so sometimes. And from the comments down below, this is why you don't let the E8s have access to the safe. It never ends well. I had a major do something less technically dumb, but politically more dumb. Ended with me getting banned from Italy, but having a working system. Sadly, not for being put in writing. Short story long, I was the primary E4 Mafia member in the G6 section of an unspecified NATO's thingy. <laughs> thingy. That <laughs> threw me off. This isn't exactly what happened, just an example of such incidents. Like a good E4 Mafia, I ensured the smooth running of things without regards to red tape and stuff just automatically worked. Mind you, I paid all bribes out of my own pocket, or more often by horse trading. I had comfortable side gigs in providing loans to juniors at, at actually reasonable APR, flipping gear, legally mine, not government-owned stuff, think the stupid bags that command makes you buy, and providing expert guidance in jewelry acquisition, buying stones and jewelry separately, remixing and selling for a profit. Suppose we needed a widget from another brigade. Mind, that brigade is completely different military from a completely different country. Or worse, multiple countries in a single department. The official process for borrowing a widget involves several governments and multinational task forces. This takes weeks. Many officers must discuss this. Many forms must be filled out. Many egos must be pandered. Many officer mating rituals must be observed. Even a single misstep is a grave insult. Or, two members of the International E4 Mafia trade some favors, Cuban cigars or contraband booze. Widget becomes a Schrodinger's box of both existing in its very secure storage locker and not existing in said secure storage locker. Officers and senior NCOs know nothing except stuff just works. Maybe a bottle of something ends up in their desk drawer. Johnny Walker was a staple. Cubans for pilots, always. It is possible a major wanted to officially request a widget. Rather than trusting in the E4s, without borders semi-criminal network like a responsible and worldly officer should. And it went as sideways as you'd expect. If you've never seen Italian federal police foaming at the mouth, literally, rather than metaphorically, it's a sight to behold. Technically, I was never officially banned. I was in fact very enthusiastically invited to visit lovely Italia, very enthusiastically, by officers of a hybrid between the FBI and National Guard. Fed cops with tanks and heavy machine guns. That's a bit much even for the E4 Mafia. I do understand the need for processes and procedures, but there's also a time to just get the job done and not worry about a lot of the formalities. So I get where this guy's coming from. I never dealt with it on a military level, but other corporate levels I have, so eh. The Dumb Mechanic Currently I work for a food processing plant as a maintenance generalist. 
My work contains a lot more than that, and everyone on my shift has a different knowledge base and skills. We work on mechanical, electrical, pneumatic, hydraulic, computers, networks, fiber, etc. In other plants I've worked at, the jobs are separated. Mechanic, electrical tech, automation tech, computer tech, refrigeration tech, and more. We're all paid the same here, except refrigeration. For instance, one guy I work with is a licensed electrician. Another has his A&P license. And I have a bachelor's in computer maintenance and networking degree. I've offered my assistance a few times, submitted my stuff showing I know what I'm talking about. It's been turned down as, we have a guy for that, who's a contractor. It takes weeks for any computer and network related work to be done. Honestly, trying to get them to open up a computer tech position like they have at other plants. Hell, all I want is power user access. We aren't even allowed basic CMD access. Anyway, my leads have figured out I'm good with anything that has an OS attached to it. We're generally assigned to one line to work on from start to finish. All equipment on that specific line. Monday, a mechanic on another line gets a new computer installed on his pod. Print on demand. Windows OS, access DB, Wi-Fi, touchscreen only to a label printer. Leads can't get it to work. Supervisor can't get it. His boss on vacation and the plant engineer is there trying to make it work. Leads nonchalantly tell me what's going on, asking me to take a look without saying, we can't figure it out. So I catch the hint and wander over. Problem one, Ethernet in the wrong port. Problem two, IP address conflict. They had assigned the OS same IP as the printer. I can't change because access. PE has to log in. Problem three, Wi-Fi is not connected. Problem four, cover not closed on printer. Jumper wire bypass came loose on the board. Problem five, printer settings are all wrong. I asked the plant engineer, solid dude, very smart, but hasn't said more than two words to me in the two years I've been here. Who installed this? Of course it was the computer guy. Guess he went and installed it and left for the day and couldn't be reached. Maybe that computer tech position will open up now? Eh, I highly doubt it. I guess we lost the cat. <laughs> Must be time to stop reading stories. It's funny, I've worked in places where everybody had a specialty and none of them were supposed to cross. In fact, uh, union construction sites are like that too, you know. Carpenter's a carp, a mason is a mason, electrician, so on and so on. But sometimes there's something small that you just need to either move, get out of the way, get finished, something in order to make your job happen. Otherwise, you end up waiting over a week, two weeks to get something simple done, and you're out of work and the job site comes to a complete standstill because we need an electrician to come in and pick up that coil of wire sitting next to the wall that's in the way. Amazing. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.